Welcome to my Love Life Podcast, episode number 30, How Goals Can Help You Be Happier. It's February 22nd, 2021. I'm your host, Lisa Lundy, author, blogger, YouTuber, motivational speaker, and podcaster. What I do is I help people be well-loved, happy, and healthy, even when life is extremely difficult. As my disclaimer, this podcast does not constitute medical or therapy advice in any way, and my music is by Howie Moskovich. How goals can help you be happier, I know. Can you believe it? Well, right now, while people are suffering deeply during the pandemic that's been raging on and on, people are suppressed, they're sad, they're lonely, they're anxious, they're worried, they're fearful. When times are difficult, you need every little tool to help you feel better. You need every little thing to help you be happier. And while it might seem counterintuitive, setting goals can really help you not only be happier and more contented, it's really actually good for your brain. So let's assume as you're listening to this podcast, you're one of most people or the majority. The majority of people have not lived their lives writing down their goals for life. That's just not what people do. Okay, I've been around for a long time because I'm old, and I know that's not what people do because I've been doing it since I was young, and I know. I hear it all the time. You're so crazy. You're so weird. Well, I'm inviting you to listen to this podcast from a different point of view, from what would be possible to your life, what would be possible for you to have in your life if you started doing things a little bit differently. Like, what would be possible for you? Well, quite frankly, anything could be possible for you if you were willing to make a few little changes. I mean, do you want to be happy? Well, of course you want to be happy. Who doesn't want to be happy? Well, we'll talk about that later. So here's what I'm going to cover in the podcast today. Psychology definition of goal setting, and I've added intention, a few benefits of setting goals, a couple highlights I think you'll find interesting from the research, a little snippet about why people don't set goals, about a little sidebar about having being willing to have a happy life and a life you love using your emotions as inspiration and motivation for goal attainment and some things that are going to help you attain goals moving forward I do have a little list of goals you might want to set and then a couple takeaways and a call to action so I always start my podcast with please visit my website where you can enter a giveaway through July 2021 with cool prizes, including I've added my my new book, the handbook about how to, how to love life, to the giveaway prizes. Next up, this is very important, but you need to understand that I am not a medical health professional or a therapist in any way. No matter what anybody says or thinks, we know I'm not, and I don't pretend to be that, by the way. So you should get your medical advice or your therapy advice from a licensed therapist or medical healthcare professional, which would would not be me. Now, I do have practical experience, especially in the school of hardship and happiness. But anyway, that's my disclaimer. Now, 
On a more serious note, if you're listening to this podcast and you've, you're feeling suicidal right now, or you've been feeling suicidal, or you've been thinking about harming yourself, or you feel like life is just hopeless, I am asking you personally and begging you personally to please call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255. That's 1-800-273-8255. There is help available and you can be helped and please do whatever you have to do to get help. I mean, if you need to post on social media, then do it. People will help you. People actually do care. I know right now if you're feeling suicidal, you probably don't think that. But there are people and there is help available, so take advantage of that. So I wanted to just touch briefly to say, what is the psychology definition of goal setting? Well, it's actually pretty pretty flat out simple, which is a successful plan of action that we set for ourselves. So notice, plan of action that we set for ourselves. Now, What's not included in the psychology definition of goal setting is intention. And I think, you know, setting your intention or setting your intentions, plural, is really important. That's kind of like, kind of like heart talk or soul talk where your intention, the dictionary definition of of intention is an aim or a plan or what one intends to do or bring about. But I think it's much deeper than that. I think that intentions are kind of like at the center of your dreams or your hopes. And so when we when I talk about goal setting, of course, I mean the psychology definition, but I also mean to have your intentions because everything that I write about, <clears throat> blog about, make videos about, podcasts about, of course, is about living with your whole heart. And that means not living mechanically. It means living with your heart, like living with love and living with all the good, happy emotions and being able to deal with the not so happy emotions. I'm a big fan of of learning how to do that too. But so part of goal setting isn't just going to be the dry mechanics of, oh, I want to make money or, oh, I want to have a significant other or, oh, I want to move or, oh, you know, like is to have like some larger heartfelt intentions. So that's not included in the psychology definition, but I recommend it. So what was interesting, so usually what I do before I do a a blog post or a podcast or anything significant is I'll take a peek at the research to see what's new because I like research (laughs) and research can be really helpful. But what was interesting was there were some benefits for setting goals that I was not aware of. Because let's face it, I haven't researched setting goals and I don't know if I ever have in my whole life because I've just been a goal setter since I was young. So here are some of the benefits. Now I'm not talking about this all-inclusive major list. I'm talking about first blush easily off the off the surface. So self-confidence. So these again are the benefits of setting goals and working towards them. Self-confidence, motivation, autonomy, being more productive, being less bored, having signs or signs of higher self-contentment. It helps the individual parts of your brain work more efficiently and it alters the structure of your brain in a positive way. So I think that it's really compelling, plus the fact that, as this podcast is titled, what we know from the research is setting goals can actually help you be happier. 
and more contented. So, you know, do you want more self-confidence? Do you want to have motivation? Do you want to have, be more productive? Do you want to have less boredom? You know, like, of course you want that. Like who, who honestly wouldn't want that? I don't know anybody who wouldn't want that, but so Looking at the research, though, I thought so, some very interesting things, and I think, you know, it'll, it'll be helpful for you. So, you know, setting goals and the, you know, research about goal setting has gone back at least until the until 1935. Now, it might have gone on before that, but I found that Seal Alex Mace was known as this, like, father of goal setting. And he's from, started writing in 1935. So there's a couple different things. <clears throat> so in 1968, Edwin Locke was the one who set forth the explanation that goals are useful for a happier and more contented life. So that's been since 1968. And what we can notice, or what I notice, at least for the last <laughs> decades, is it's not been adopted as an operating principle, as a standard operating principle for having a happy, healthy life. No, because we don't teach kids to do that. We don't, we just kind of don't do that, generally speaking. So I think it's very interesting to note that in 1968, Edwin Locke set forth the explanation of how useful goals were for being happier and more contented in life. So a couple little pieces of research for you. So Frank Small, PhD psychologist, kind of coined the ABC for goal setting, which is A, achievable, B, believable, and C, committed. So if you see that, that's, that's kind of one approach. And then in 1981, again, a long time ago, George T. Duran came up with what they call the SMART formula. And the SMART formula is just an acronym for S specific, M measurable, A attainable or achievable, R realistic, and T time bound. And then later, <clears throat> George Duran's SMART formula was updated to be the SMARTER, adding an ER, SMARTER formula. And the E and R were added, which was E for evaluative and ethical, and R for, for rewarding. So there's lots of things if you go on the internet or there's books on goals. There's just kinds of all kinds of things. But we're going to boil it down into the most simplistic forms here because I like easy, I like fun, I like happy, and I don't like complicated. But anyway, so a couple of little pieces of research which I think everybody should know, which are why I would include in the podcast. So... A couple of years ago, in 2015, <clears throat> just over five years ago, Gail Matthews did a study where what she demonstrated was that writing by writing down your goals, you are 33% more likely to achieve them. That's simply by you putting them, taking them out of your head and putting them on paper. Increases your chances of success by 33%. Now, she also did some research that showed that people who have well-defined goals and plans for actions and share those with a trusted friend or confidant or someone followed up by weekly progress reports achieved and accomplished significantly more than any other group in the research. So if you want to be successful, really you want to bring somebody along for the ride who's going to be hopefully a cheerleader. You cheer them on, they cheer you on, and you have this great support mechanism because according to the research, 
that's really going to be important. So the other interesting thing from the research, which you might, you can take, um, you can contest this if you want, but you can go look it up yourself. So in the psychology bulletin, what they showed was that <clears throat> over 90% of the studies showed that more challenging goals led to higher performance. So you might think, oh, I should just go for an easier goal and I'll do better. And that's not what the research says. So setting your sights higher was more condu conducive to success than having lower or weaker goals. So, so there's a few little fascinating tidbits from the research, which we'll apply a couple of them later on in the recommendation. So why don't people set goals? Well, there's all kinds of reasons people don't set goals. I mean, one of the biggest reasons is people are afraid to be successful or they're afraid to be happy or they're afraid to actually let love in or be loved because they've really never been well loved. There's just fear, ridicule, shame. And how about the fact that people aren't seeing this as role models? Now, I mean, my kids actually saw this at their own little goals when they were very young, and we have some very, very cute videos of them with their planners and their list of goals, which, of course, I could never use without their permission, and they'd probably be mortified. But, you know, generally speaking, we don't see people walking around going, oh, what's on your goal list and what's on my goal? We don't, we don't talk about that. So there's lots of reasons, and the bottom line is it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter why you haven't set goals up till now. It just doesn't matter. What matters is what is your willingness to have a life that you love and one that you cherish. So that's really where the buck stops. Are you willing to have a life that you love? Are you willing to be happy? Are you willing to be so excited that you just want to pinch yourself and say, is this a dream? Yeah, like why not? Well, here's, here's the rub. There are some people who aren't willing to be happy. They're more happy being miserable. Like, you know, whether you want to call them victims or martyrs or it doesn't matter what you want to call them. There are people who aren't willing to be happy. They're not, they're not willing. So are you willing to be happy? Are you open to being happy? Are you open, open to doing what it takes to be happy? Because when life is crushing, when life is really, really hard, it actually takes a little, little action, a little effort to be happy because happiness just doesn't, isn't just like all around. When life is really hard, happiness can be very elusive. Now we had happiness as an elusive, evasive thing prior to the pandemic, and it's even more elusive right now. You know, like everyone's not happy. Everyone's pretty much depressed and unhappy. So here's the question. What is your willingness? Are you willing? Because if you're willing, there's fun to be had, there's play to be had, there's goals to be set and things to be accomplished and life to be enjoyed if you're willing. So the next part I'm going to talk about is using your emotions as inspiration and motivation. And you can find in the research that emotions can provide motivation. That's just a simple fact. So to be really successful with goals, you want goals and intentions to be things that light you up, that inspire you, 
that make you smile, that make you happy, that make you giddy, that make you like, woohoo, go like, yeah. <clears throat> Ideally, that's what you want. I mean, you can set goals that don't make you happy, but I don't know why you would do that. I don't know. Maybe, maybe there would be a good reason. Now, I will say, just to give an example, because I know some people like to hear me tell on myself and all the things that I do. So I would say probably end of December, sometime recently, I decided I should finish a project that I had started like over 10 years ago, which is the publication of a gluten-free and allergy-free cookbook, which would be my second gluten-free and allergy-free cookbook. Now, the first one I stopped publishing because one of the primary ingredients is no longer available, and there were several other manufacturing changes to products mentioned in the book, and a couple other things. So for all kinds of reasons, it's, it's not in publication. So I had this um, second book that I'd been working on, and I just, I just didn't get it done. And the thought of completing it initially was just like, oh, that's too much work. Oh, I can't do that right now. That's too overwhelming. But because I'm a real fan of using my emotions as a superpower, I started to think about finishing the allergy and gluten-free cookbook in another way. I started to think about, well, how would I feel when it's done? Like, let's just say I decided to do it. How am I going to feel when it's done? Oh my gosh, I'm going to be so elated. <laughs> I'm going to be so happy because we actually use the, the, the recipe book, the cookbook that I'm coming out with, we have had in a ring binder notebook for over 10 years. It looks terrible. It's in bad shape. But we use it. And, you know, so of course I'll be happy to get rid of the notebook and actually have a published book. I'll be extremely happy because we use it. So there's, you know, it's very practical and purposeful. And then the other thing is I, you know, I'm going to be so relieved to have it done. Like, Okay, so it's almost done being formatted. The cover, all I have to do is add the barcode and ISBN. So we're like really in the last stages of finishing it up. And there was, you know, there were some tough moments when I was thinking, gosh, why did I, why did I put that as a goal? And then when I thought of how great, happy, excited, over the moon, happy I'm going to be when it's done, and my kids will have a copy and I'll have, you know, like anybody could buy a copy or have, you know, like it's just, it was overwhelmingly positive and very inspiring. And that actually gave me the motivation to do the hard parts. Well, some of the parts for me were hard for like the, the getting it ready to go to the format. Right now. That's technical. I'm not a real high tech person. So, but emotions are something that you can use to inspire you into action, to motivate you, to pull you forward. And I highly recommend that you use them because, you know, hopefully you're setting goals that are like really cool, really good. Even if it's something that's kind of work oriented or seems like a project, sometimes the relief you'll feel from having it completed is, is worth its weight in gold. So my second podcast is Emotions as a Superpower, and they really are, but only if you know how to use them. So I highly recommend that because the research is very clear on goal setting, that setting a challenging goal that has a strong emotional attachment will alter your brain structure more quickly and more effectively 
than a weak goal or a weak goal without an emotional attachment. So it's powerful to use your emotions and why not? So now I want to kind of touch base on a few things that are going to be really helpful for you in attaining your goals. Why? Because this is not an area where many people or, or the majority of the population has strong skills. You know, most people don't set goals and write them down and then check on them and evaluate them and, you know, re retweak them. You know, pe most people don't do that. So if you're somebody who's listening to this podcast and you haven't been a goal setter for your entire life, I don't care how old you are or how young you are or what state in life you are, this is the perfect time. This is the perfect time because we're in a pandemic and you can operate off of what's called post-traumatic growth and use the pandemic to have your life be different and better and flourish. Because we know from the research that post-traumatic growth is a thing that some people take advantage of when life is difficult. So what's going to help you attain your goals is to first off to get really clear about your intentions. What is it you want to accomplish? What does it look like? What does it feel like? What's happening? To really bring some clarity to what it is that you want to embark on. So that's number one. Number two, as you kind of already heard from the little tidbit of research, what's really, really going to be powerful for you in attaining your goals is to have a partner in crime or a trusted friend or confidant or family member or whoever that might, that might be, who even if they're not setting goals, that they're going to be helping you, supporting you, like you're going to send them a weekly email, an update, you're going to let them know what your goals are, and at least according to Gail Matthews research, the most successful group followed up with weekly status reports or weekly progress reports on where they were with their goals. So you want to bring somebody along for the ride, and that could be whoever, like I don't know, but that's number two, really. You're going to be, it's almost almost going to be difficult for you to fail if you take somebody along on that level. Number three, I already mentioned using your emotions as inspiration and motivation. Now sometimes when you set a goal and then you get inspired and you're motivated, like for example, I told you about the cookbook that's almost done. Sometimes then you lose your motivation. You lose your inspiration because you kind of forget. So I, I decided when I made my commitment that uh, I should probably put some recipes from the book I'm no longer printing or publishing into the new cookbook because the first one's not in publication anymore. And we use the first one. So if I put the best recipes that didn't in, use the outdated or changed uh, ingredients, that would be really helpful to my children and I and whoever else liked the recipes from the first cookbook. So that was like, oh, like that was such a drag because it was like, well, which ones are the best ones? Well, some of them was like, hmm, I never want to have to figure out how to do this again. So it's going to go in the new cookbook. And, but, but I, it was just kind of like a tedious, you know, mind boggling task because then I'm thinking, oh, you know, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, I lost my motivation. And so 
but I didn't recognize I lost my motivation and my inspiration. And so things kind of dra dragged on and I kind of like set it aside. And then, then I got re-inspired and oh, how could I forget that? I'm so excited about that. Yeah, I forgot how excited I was. I forgot how relieved I'm going to be. So when you're using your emotions, sometimes it really is powerful and helpful to have a sign or to have some mechanism for keeping your emotions present. Because sometimes in the daily grind of life and other activities, you'll forget them. Uh, the next item is to have lists. You're going to have to make some lists of actions and keep track of your actions because you want to have this beautiful you know, goal that you want to attain and you're excited about. So it's going to take some action and writing them down, your actions, is going to be helpful. And what's going to be equally as helpful is if that list of what needs to be done to attain that goal is it's not only in writing, but it's someplace where you can see it on a daily basis. Now, the people I work with on individual coaching, this is not, none of this is optional, by the way. People have to do a master list, uh, and they have to have the master list someplace where they are going to be confronted by it and see it every day. Why? Because it represents the things that they want the most, the things that would make them giddy and happy. So, of course, we want you to see that because you want to be reminded, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, I really want that. The next thing I recommend is to have a personal reward system. Now, I have a, a podcast on motivation when life is hard, and I talk all about a personal reward system. Listen, we're talking about change here, and change is never easy for most people. In fact, it's never easy. I don't know anybody who change is easy for, but there might be somebody but change isn't easy. So you need to set yourself up for success by having every little tool available and having a personal reward system. A, they're, they're amazingly fun. B, they're extremely effective. I mean, you have to get the right, right work to reward ratio and you have to get the right rewards, blah, blah, blah. But have a reward system. Next, you're going to need to put some, you know, deadlines or some targets for when you want things to be accomplished by, because otherwise it's just kind of a pie in the sky dream. Now, and I also say, don't beat yourself up if you set a timeline or a deadline or a target and you don't make it. I mean, I, I do that all the time. I set targets and deadlines and then I don't make them and I just kind of chuckle to myself. I mean, last year I bought the podcasting equipment in May thinking, oh yeah, I'll figure it out and start by, you know, June or July. And it was, it was like December, I think, before I did my first podcast and I got, you know, sidebarred with um, figuring out the music and all kinds of things. So, but I wasn't beating myself up about it. I was kind of chuckling to myself like, yeah, that was probably a little bit of an aggressive goal considering that you didn't know that you should probably have music and how to figure out how to do that. You know, like, you know, lighten up, but you're going to have to bring your goal and your intentions into reality with time. So that's setting some targets, some deadlines and dates for actions. The next thing that's going to be really wildly helpful is for you to have empowering attitudes and beliefs. Because if you don't have empowering attitudes or beliefs, you're really shooting yourself in the, in the foot or you're really just 
holding yourself back or kind of engaging in self-sabotage. So when I say empowering attitudes or beliefs, I mean no negative thinking, no catastrophizing, no overthinking, no worrying. I mean the belief that you deserve to have good things, the belief that you deserve to be happy, the belief that you can do it, that you're worth it. You know, these are all empowering beliefs and disempowering beliefs just take advantage of the self-defeating prophecy, which basically is not a good thing. So the anyway, that's that's that. I, I talk about the self-fulfilling prophecy and the self-defeating prophecy in my psychology terms, everyone should know podcasts. And I do actually firmly believe there are psychology terms that every single living being should know. And self, the self-fulfilling prophecy, self-defeating prophecy, empowering attitudes and beliefs, those are all, those all fall under that umbrella. So the next thing that's really going to be important is for your willingness to fail and keep going. Like I could have said last year, well, I didn't start my podcast, so I might as well just give it up. No, 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 no. I just said, oh, well, I, I said I'd do podcasting. I'm really excited about podcasting, but it's taking me a little bit longer to you know, find somebody to do the music and figure this out. And then I had to get my IT guy to come over and help me record and figure out how to do it all. It was a lot of different things for me. So you want to have this willingness to fail. Like life is difficult. Life is even more difficult if you're not willing to fail or you have failure mean something bad about you. You could have failure mean like, woohoo, I'm in the game. Like, woohoo, I'm trying. You could have failure be like this amazing sign of good things. It's not what most people do, but you could do that. So regardless of what happens, you know, that you don't quit. Just don't quit. And then the last thing on this little list of things that will help you attain your goals is to have a little group of people or someone or more than one person hopefully who's going to be able to give you some honest feedback and encouragement because that's really going to be helpful and valuable. Now this is a podcast on setting goals and so I wanted to give you some ideas for goals that I think would be remarkable and amazing. Now I'm sure you have no problem coming up with your own goals but the first thing I have down this list of ideas for goals is, is to be well-loved. Now, that's the title of my first podcast, Be Well-Loved. And I think it's one of the number one things missing in the world, in society, in our culture, is people feeling well-loved. So if you're listening to this podcast and you can say honestly to yourself, yeah, I probably haven't been well-loved then why not have that be your number one goal? Like, why not? So second idea for a goal is happiness. Like, most people aren't that happy. Like, when my kids were little, well, I did this actually frequently with my kids until they got to be old enough. They were like, yeah, yeah, mom, we get it. We understand. But we would be out shop, grocery shopping or in a big box store or whatever, wherever we were, and I'd say, look, occasionally I'd say, look around. Like, look around and look at the people we're walking by and we're seeing. And do they look happy? 
And my kids would like look and look at me and I go, no, no, they don't look happy. Now, you know, when kids are really little, kids are naturally happy. Little kids are naturally happy until something happens to them to kind of shatter their world. So most children, until they have, you know, an adverse, adverse childhood event is actually what it's called or something, are naturally you know, curious, inquisitive, happy, happy-go-lucky. And so when my kids were little, I'd say, look, look, look at people. And they'd be like, oh, yeah, people are happy. Happiness is not something that most people enjoy. So I just think it'd be a great goal. Another goal, learn to use your emotions as a superpower. Well, I would love that if you did that because it's like amazing. Like it's like you don't need help being happy, people. We know how to be happy when life is good. You know, if you win the lottery or, you know, something good happens, you get promoted or you get, you know, unexpected money to make, whatever. Something good happens. You don't need training and how to be happy. It's right there. It's all the bad stuff that we need training in. And it's the bad stuff that takes us out of the game of life. So I just think it'd be amazing if you took on emotions as a superpower, as a goal. Another thing, of course, I've already talked about is empowering attitudes and beliefs. And that's really helpful. Self-care and self-compassion. I have a podcast about that. Setting goals is what this is about. So setting your own dream goals, you know, building your gratitude muscles, that could be a goal. Making more friends could be a goal. I, I really don't know anybody who, who can say. There's probably, I probably know maybe one or two people who could say, oh, no, I have enough friends. But 98% of the people could say, oh, yeah, I probably either need to make more friends or I need to make better friends. Um, having a romantic relationship or a partner or a spouse, financial or money goals, career goals, family goals. I would love to see you put assertiveness training or assertiveness goals on your list. Establishing boundaries. Oh, that would be real. That would really help you in life. To start using your time more efficiently could be a goal. And of course, as I already mentioned, something to help you be successful in implementing a personal reward system. So here's the thing. Life is short. And we have no promise or guarantee that any of us are going to be here tomorrow or next week or next month or next year. You just don't know what's going to happen. So you may not have lived a life where you spent years writing down goals and then going after them. That's probably not the case for most of you, if not, you know, the majority, because I'm telling you, I've been doing it since I was very young, and I've been ridiculed about it for my entire life, and that's okay. I've been ridiculed about lots of things. I really don't care about that. So what I'm, what I'm inviting you to be is to be intentional about your life, to recognize what makes you happy or what would make you happy and go for it, because you want to bring laughter into your life. You want to bring joy into your life. You want to be happy, because that's where all the good stuff is. That's where all the benefits are and why not well you know what if you want to just be unhappy then be unhappy I'm probably not the podcaster for you if that's the case so let me just give you a couple ideas of some takeaways so number one setting goals and taking actions can absolutely help you be happier and more contented and improve your brain functioning and we know that from the research and not like the newest research either this is not new stuff it's just new because we haven't as a culture adopted this way of living so that's number one. Number two, 
your chances for success will go up dramatically if you actually put things in place to help you as I covered. And number three, if you can get a friend or a coworker or family member or somebody to go on the journey with you so that they set their own goals and you set yours, you're both going to be more successful as a result. So here's my call to action. It's time for you to decide what your dreams are and what you want to bring into your life. It's just time for you to have good stuff. Number, the next call to action is it's time to set your intentions. It's time for your dreams and your goals to become reality. It's time to get in action, take a friend, and above all, please share this podcast with people because people are suffering and they have no idea what to do, where to turn, or where to begin. And they certainly probably are not thinking about setting goals as a way to be happier and more contented. All right. Well, thanks a bunch. Take care. I'm Lisa Lundy saying thank you for listening to my Love Life podcast, episode number 30, How Goals Can Help You Be Happier. I sure hope that you're going to get into action here, set some goals and some intentions, and bring love and happiness into your life. If you enjoyed this podcast, I hope you're going to share it because people really need help, guidance, and direction. And if you want to get new podcasts as they come out, go ahead and subscribe and connect with me at my website where you can win free prizes, cool stuff, and stay in touch with me. Thank you for listening. Thank you for everything. Please let me know how I can help you. Take care for now.